I'm Susan Branscombe, and this is Leading She. Look at things, not only the glass half full, but the glass overflowing. And, you know, I can honestly say throughout my entire life that I continue to work harder on myself than anything because I refuse to be a victim of anything. But it really takes something to show up like that. Audrey Talkington is a high-energy executive with Bridge Pact International. She has a lot of wonderful advice for women, especially entrepreneurs. Audrey cites current statistics that 1,800 new women-owned businesses are started each day as we've learned much about women working from home during the pandemic. She has had several challenging life experiences, yet insists on being positive in her approach to life as she says she has a healthy curiosity and a willing heart. Audrey advises to let go of past mistakes, learn from them, and don't be afraid to fail as we continue to try new things. She says to women, be willing to make one more call, finish one more task, and or serve one more person. Enjoy this wonderful and positive Leading She guest, Audrey Talkington. Today I have with me Audrey Talkington. She is the Chief Operating Officer for Bridge Pact International Incorporated, where she has worked since 2006. Bridge Pact was founded in 2003 by Michael Nelson, and in 2006, he contacted Audrey to provide leadership for the new foundation division. At that time, Audrey was consulting to business owners and companies to deploy cause-driven initiatives and establish nonprofit organizations. Since that time, Audrey has been part of the key leadership team, which has evolved over time and contributed to the success Headquartered in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Bridge Pact is a business development digital AI company. Bridge Pact provides essential business systems to companies throughout the U.S., Canada, and Europe for business owners and cause-driven entrepreneurs. In 2021, the company launched the next phase of development and introduced Trendevity, the exclusive marketing arm for Bridge Pact. Audrey currently leads a strong team of industry professionals who provide the fulfillment for all the services sold. She executes business strategy, policy, and operational matters and is committed to a mission-driven culture of collaboration and impact. Audrey has 30 years of experience in sales, marketing, strategic management. She is an internationally published author with her book, To Save a Child, Things You Can Do to Protect, Nurture, and Teach Our Children. She has been featured on over 300 print, radio, TV broadcasts, including Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, and National Public Radio. Audrey Talkington was born in Canada and has lived in the U.S. since 1986 and is now a U.S. citizen. Welcome, Audrey. Good morning, Susan, and happy International Women's Day. What a yes. fabulous day to have a podcast. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I When we set this date up, yeah, International Women's Day, and I mean, it's perfect that we're meeting, talking today on this podcast. Uh, what do you think the significance of it is today? I really think a lot of women professionals, whether they're starting in their career, they're just graduating from college, or they're trying to figure out you know, what to do instead of college, we're just living in such a tumultuous time. Um, but never in history has there been such a great growth of entrepreneurs and, and women entrepreneurs. There's no glass ceiling. Right. There's no um, there's no boss. And the, that's the good news and the bad news. You, you really it's where the rubber meets the road. So I think it's a phenomenal time to be an entrepreneur and to be a woman entrepreneur, especially if you can provide if you can find the mentorship that you need to kind of get where you're going to get traction and uh, to really utilize your time and your resources wisely. Sure. 
Yeah, just just by way of definition for anybody that isn't familiar with International Women's Day, it is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender parity. Significant activity is witnessed worldwide as groups come together to celebrate women's achievements and rally for women's equality. And this year's theme is uh, hashtag break the bias. Uh, Whether deliberate or unconscious, bias makes it difficult for women to move ahead. Knowing that bias exists isn't enough. Action is needed to level the playing field. And I would say touche. I don't know if you agree, but um, I think you probably do, right? Break the bias. Well, I, I, I don't know if break the bias, if I agree with that specifically. I do agree that it is the theme this year, but I don't think there's a bias if you paddle your own canoe. I just think that uh, women in corporate are very frustrated. Uh, women are the caregivers for both children and aging parents. We're still in a very traditional role in that sense. Um, so there's some, you know, specific things that we need, and I'm excited about diving into that today. Yeah, I probably just established that uh, I disagree that there isn't bias. When I was a woman entrepreneur, when I owned my own company, it was even though there was no glass ceiling that I was my own boss, there was still bias against me because I was a woman, uh, and and I had to, you know, overcome that. That uh, I own my company, somebody else owns his company. He might get an advantage because he's a man, but I didn't focus on that. I focused on Susan's got to run her own race, right? Right. And and when I've experienced those kinds of things, for example, let's talk about the good old boys and maybe the golf, you know, the golf outing and the cigar smoking. While they were doing that, I was out closing a new sale. I was going out there and getting a new customer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, there's a bias in the world. I mean, we've got Mm -hmm. there's race, there's gender, there's ageism. Now that I'm, you know, getting up there, as they say, there is ageism. And then you look at the, the new kids coming out of college and they're experiencing it too. They have, they have no experience. They don't even know what a rotary dial phone was for goodness sakes, you know? So <laughs> I think, I think there's bias all over the place, but the question I come down to, and I say this a lot with our teams is who are you being in it? I mean, there's always, it's never going to be a perfect world. The question is, you know, what are you doing? What are you getting busy doing? Where are you focused? And I think that can make a real difference in terms of whether people are feeling like they're a victim of the bias or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, it's, and I agree that we've come a long way, baby, and I think we've got a long way to go. We, we do. And I don't, I, like I say, I don't try to focus on it. You talked about, you know, some women in the podcast have talked about the guys are out playing golf. I'm back working hard, you know, because we we do have to work harder to be uh, perceived, I think, uh, on an equivalent basis. Even um, I often in the 80s and 90s, I would be out golfing and smoking cigars, you know, to kind of be one of the guys, you know, and that was my approach. I don't know that I would use that approach today, and I don't think it's necessary to do that to be successful. Do you? I really don't. I really think it's about building relationships and the value that we bring to the marketplace. And it's so easy to get distracted by, you know, all of these things that are external to us. And so the question comes down to what is our daily discipline? How are we being focused? What do we want? What's our why? Why are we in business? You know, why are we bothering to show up? And I I agree. I, I work harder now than I've ever worked but I do it because I'm focused on a mission. We have a vision of where we're going. We have companies and, and business owners of both genders and eth- all ethnicities and ages that we want to have an impact on. And quite frankly, there's a sense of urgency. 
companies need support. New entrepreneurs need to know where to go. There is a sense of urgency. This is not like, well, maybe I'll do it 20 years from now. No, the time is now because of all of the digital change that we're experiencing. You know, the two trends of entrepreneurship and technology, we're right on the front end of it. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're focused on is we want to give as many people as possible an opportunity to be either a a client of ours where we can deliver results or to work with us with Trendevity, which is our partner, Mm -hmm. you know, our partner um, marketing company. Sure. Well, uh, we're going to dive into some more gender type things that I want you to to weigh in on. Uh, but first, I want you to talk about your company and really help us understand what BridgePack does, what Trendevity does. Um, you've had a, a long career of varied experiences and, and an impressive one. And Michael Nelson called you in 2006 to essentially do some foundation nonprofit work for BridgePact. But your position has evolved to that of uh, chief operating officer. Talk about that career experience, that call. But I'd also, if you can, kind of a two-part question, talk about what the company does and, and what the platform it provides to companies. You know, it was an early morning, it was a Monday morning, actually, in April 2006. And I got a call from Michael Nelson, who uh, is a successful entrepreneur from Minneapolis, Minnesota, his business ventures have generated over 100 million in business, he's built it twice in his career. And he was looking for somebody to head up the nonprofit division. So he asked me if I would consider working with him on a turnkey nonprofit system. There, we could lower the price, establish more nonprofits, and as a result, have a greater impact. And oddly enough, I'd been looking for this kind of a solution and, and a partner to work on with this for at least 10 years at that time. So I was kind of all in from that first phone call. And, you know, one of the first things I discovered from Michael's leadership at that is that it's very important to understand the power of duplication and systems. And that's really what BridgePact and Trendevity are all about. On one hand, BridgePact is a business development a company. We're focused on research and development. We're focused on what's coming next with Web 3.0 and blockchain cryptocurrency. Uh, so we're really providing the leadership of where we're going next. On the Trendevity side, our, our vision is to create a global Um, cause-driven entrepreneur consortium of people who know how to build business, they know how to serve clients, and they know how to build a business that can be successful in any economy, whether it's a good or bad economy. And so that's kind of really our mission and and our focus uh, right there. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, let me, so our listeners can understand the business because it took me a while to get my, wrap my head around it. Say I come to you and Let's say I have a business that I want to start, just a woman alone wanting to start this clothing consignment business, okay? Okay. I need Mm -hmm. a website. I need marketing. I need social media. And all that stuff takes time. I don't want to do it. I want to get the retail space. I want to get it going. I know there's a market. It's just me. What do you offer me in the package of services uh, to get started? We always start with free, what's called a free business assessment. It's a 30-minute process to find out, number one, why you want to start your business, who your target markets are, uh, what are your items, what are, your, what are the issues that you're dealing with. And then um, we take that back to our prime skill team uh, over on at the Bridgepack side. And what we do is we come together as a team and we look at the answers to your questions. And during that 30-minute process, what, uh, what business owners have told us, Susan, is that they so appreciate having an independent look at all of the things that it takes to start a business, grow a business, protect a business, sell a business, 
Um, and, and you know, there's there's a thousand and one things, but you can't eat an elephant all at once. So what we do in this case, if that was the case, and you were starting a clothing business, um, what we would probably recommend is something called the My BPX Business System. Uh, it includes a CRM. It's got an accounting package with it. It's got a minor setup charge, and it's ninety nine dollars a month per user. We do the whole setup. You can DIY yourself, but that takes months to figure out. Well, what do you do? So we put together the basic system for you, and then we start working together. And as you evolve, our number one goal is to help our customers to increase their revenue as fast as possible while keeping their expenses low. All the great websites in the world are useless if you can't get any traffic to it. And if you don't have the infrastructure to support uh, kind of what your vision is and your mission is for your business. So having a great website is wonderful, but if it's in the middle of the desert and there's no roads to it, you might as well you know, have mm-hmm. a party dress with nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. If I've got a, if I've got an idea, I've got the drive. I, I'm ready to get started. You guys provide all the things that I know need to be done in a business. And when I had my own business, uh, I did all of this stuff. I I did accounting. I did uh, marketing. Um, I did uh, liability, you know, looked at liability and got insurance for my company. Um, I had an outside consulting uh, group I was part of. And so if I added up all of that expense, that a different vendor for each thing, right? My website and everything, um, it would be very expensive, but for you, you provide something really affordable for a company to, to kind of get started and have a platform. That's what I see. Right. That's, that's a very good, accurate assessment. And not only to get started, but to grow over time based on what you're learning about your target markets. And so let's say you were an established business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say you've got uh, some issues that you're working on. Maybe you've got a hater or online. And we've, this has happened to us, you know, many, many times. What the clients really need is they need sort of a business in a box all in one place. And there's plenty of DIY do-it-yourself solutions out there. But what happens is you usually have to put it all together yourself. So this thing comes packaged, ready to go, customized to you in a very basic sense, but enough to get you out the door, Mm -hmm. enough to get you, you know, addressing addressing those issues. Another issue that uh, many clients have told us in the beginning of working with us is that maybe they have five or six or seven or 10 different vendors that do different things and those vendors often overlap and those vendors don't talk to each other yeah so that's wasted budget right there that's Mm -hmm. like money going out on a leaky boat so we want to make sure that you know you can increase your revenues and keep your expenses as low as possible while improving your sales improving your lead generation systems um, you know actually addressing the needs that you have working with a team without paying the high the high consulting fees mm-hmm. and so it's it's really it's a it's a turnkey business in a box and we provide those solutions based mm-hmm. on your needs so mm-hmm. understanding your business at, at whatever level it's at is our is our number one priority always yeah fantastic I mean like I say it was expensive to use all the different vendors I've had I had. And then it was time consuming. It probably took at least 60% of my time to do all of that, which took me away from customer relationship development, revenue right. producing activity, right? So And doing what you love to do, which yeah. is having that, you know, building those relationships yeah. with people and you're stuck doing all the, you right. know, all the grunt work. Right. right. So, doing deals. Yeah. So yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. as we as we here are here at March 2022, we are marking really that two-year mark of when the COVID virus came into the country. And during the last two years, uh, you probably have a handle on the millions of women that have left the workforce. And 
it's been kind of a silent walkout. It's been surprising to a lot. Uh, women continue to be the primary caretakers of children and aging parents, like it or not. Uh, and this is a time when I think women are really questioning their careers and saying, I can do things from home. Why don't I just go ahead and use this time to start this business? So they want flexibility. They want control on how much money they make and no glass ceiling. So what would you say to the woman who, you know, is thinking about this, thinking about starting a business? And um, I mean, you've seen this, right? It's a huge opportunity, I would think, for your company. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, alone during, you know, the U.S. right we have right now is about 1,800 people a day, women businesses are getting started. Now, there's two kinds. One, they have an idea. So they, they say, okay, I want to open a, you know, a dress shop or a sub shop, or I want to, I want to buy a franchise for $100,000 or whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And usually it comes down to there's something like I, we know uh, somebody who's a beekeeper. Okay. So she decided to start a honey business. Well, some of these things are pretty logical, but she's really a beekeeper. She's not a, she's never owned a business before. So she doesn't understand necessarily everything that has to be involved. So on one hand, if you, if you've got a business idea, we can help you on the client side. However, if you're, you know, if you're in the corporate world, you know, and still earning an average of 25% less than our male counterparts, and that those are real, very real statistics. You know, when you do own your own business, there's no glass ceiling, but you're saying, well, hey, I, I, I don't know what to do. So that's where um, we can offer you through Trendevity an opportunity to become an independent business advisor with Trendevity. And there's no capital investment. There's free enrollment. We provide all the training. You just simply you know, get behind the wheel and drive. So we provide all of the systems. We have Saturday broadcasts. We have team calls. um, And we show you how to serve the entrepreneurs, both women and otherwise, that are that know they have a business, but they need all the services. So 80% of our services are actually recurring. So what that means is, you know, sell it once and you get paid again and again and again. And all the fulfillment happens by my prime skill team over at Bridgepack. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you can, you know, invest in a franchise and, you know, an average of $100,000 to get going. Those have mm-hmm. systems to go on. But if you don't have that, what if you're, you know, you're just coming out of corporate and you're just, you know, reeling from, you know, homeschooling your kids for two years and you yeah. know, you're yeah. burned out and you're just like, man, I, I don't know, but we've got to get going. You know? Yeah, so. that's that's what's that's what's been happening. And it, like I say, it's kind yeah. of a quiet, silent walkout. It's it's interesting, a very interesting shift in our economy and our and uh, our world. Uh, so as you as let's kind of close out the the business talk here, but I want to move on to some other questions. What are the websites that you would like to point out to any listeners? Sure. If you have a business and uh, you are looking for some support, you'd like to increase your revenues and lower your expenses, please go to trendevity.com. That's T-R-E-N-D-E-V-I-T-Y, trendevity.com. If you're a new entrepreneur and uh, you don't necessarily have a business idea, but you're not going to go back to corporate or you really want to restructure your family life, then please go to trendevity.biz. That's trendevity.biz. Fantastic. Okay, good. Well, as we move on here, um, I'm really curious about your book. You're an internationally published author of a book that I believe it was released in 1992, Save a Child, Things You Can Do to Protect, Nurture, and Teach Our Children. What was the book about? Why did you write it? You know, my kids joke and they say, Mom, that's when dinosaurs roamed the earth because the (laughs) internet had just started. (laughs) That's right. You know, 
that was a, that was a love project for for me you know um growing up i um you know everybody has conditions uh, that they learn in childhood sometimes difficulties like poverty or divorce or abuse or other life challenges and often as girls we learn to please other people and and many of us are wired to look deep within ourselves to be emotionally and take things personally but this powerful legacy of to save a child um i wrote it because basically if my parents had had that book maybe some things would have been different in, in my life so often we find um, that the things that drive us there's it goes back to the core of something that happened there was some defining moment in each one of our lives and we decided you know i'm going to turn this to you know the only way to heal is to really make it possible for somebody else to have a different experience so that's really why why i wrote it mm-hmm. and um and 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 it had everything to do from you know breastfeed your baby to be aware of lyme disease what to do if you're living in a battered situation um how to teach your kids uh, responsibility the gratitude triangle you know all kinds of different things like that and uh, my kids were young at the time and um uh it was uh, just a it's, it's a book i'd always wanted to write and uh, it is out of print now but uh, there's some other things that i'm working on in terms of children's books and some other creative areas that keep me um keep me grounded i should say great well i know that in your background your childhood you we're in the foster care system, I believe in Canada, right? So that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, did the book um, was the genesis your experience in foster care and then uh, experience as a mother or talk about what happened to cause you to be in the foster care system as a child? Well, like I said, you know, everybody's got conditions that they learn in childhood and and situations that are beyond their control. And obviously, when kids end up in foster care, things have not been going well. But I learned early on, I became a children's advocate, probably at the age of 11. And I remember that as a defining moment. And so that really propelled me to learn how to become a grant writer, to find mentors in my life that uh, could help take me where I wanted to go. I knew that the quote unquote, traditional path was not available to me. So I learned and I became resilient. And uh, naturally, I brought my sense of humor. Thank God I have one. Thank God I've still got one. Um, And to look at things, not only the glass half full, but the glass overflowing. And it's, it, you know, I've really, I can honestly say throughout my entire life that I continue to work harder on myself than anything because I refuse to be a victim of anything. But it really takes something to show up like that. You know, it's not like, you know, hey, you know, everybody, you know, you just want to be, you know, positive all the time. I've had plenty of challenges, you know, from, you know, health stage four health challenges to, um, you know, being a single parent and, you know, not surviving the Persian Gulf War with my ex. And I mean, a whole bunch of things. So, Mm -hmm. but again, you know, who are you being in it? That's what is really one of my anchor points. And so the Mm -hmm. early days, you know, in foster care and then, you know, being on my own very young, I learned to be resilient. And I learned to really seek out situations that would better me and that I could I could make a contribution to. So it's kind of like give yourself away so that you can be filled up again. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, everything that we do with my work here with Bridgepack and Trendevity is really about showing up and showing people how to get over yourself, you know, how to how to take whatever adversity, man, turn that thing into lemonade and don't waste any time, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's face it, we've we've all had difficult times. Yeah, sure. I, I see you as such a positive person and you don't you certainly don't wallow in self-pity and you just like, hey, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't be a victim. You know, you found yourself as a mother of two children going through a divorce and you decided that you really needed to find a good way to earn money and be successful. 
And then you had, as you mentioned, a pretty serious health um, problem, you know, a serious health diagnosis with uh, uh, stage four lymphatic cancer. And, and so you've survived that. So you've had a talk about hard knocks. You've, you've had some tough things in your life and yet you stay so positive. Um, just so impressed with that. Well, I appreciate that. I wish it was as easy as all that. I mean, you have to work at it. <laughs> you have to work at it. <laughs> all I know yeah. is whenever I feel self-pity close by, I mean, you know, you can't be in a poopy diaper and wonder why you stink. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you just you got to get in the shower and, you know, brush it off, you know, That's right. you know, put your lipstick on, girl, put your big girl pants yeah. on and get and get yeah. going. But I, you know, I, I heard um, a saying one time, and, and I, I don't know if it was Mother Teresa or somebody, and they said, you know, the desire to alleviate the suffering of the world becomes so great because one knows. And I, and I will say that as a mother and as a, just as a human being, as a professional, as a survivor, you know, there's nothing better than getting busy, getting going. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't wait well, you know, I, you know, you, I, I don't know if I've always been a type A, but I think, you know, there's a saying that if, if you're a gazelle or you're a lion and the sun comes up, you better get going, you know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of like the human condition. And I, I think over the years, as I've, you know, continued to mature in my life, I really think that um, I took everything so personally when I was young. It was like, man, you know, nobody knows the suffering I've seen, you know. And 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 truthfully, as I've become a student of human nature, I, I've really become to appreciate and understand that everybody's got something that they're dealing with. And often people say to me, you know, why aren't you tougher on me? And I said, well, you're being pretty tough on yourself. I, I think you're doing a great job yeah. of beating yourself up. Why would I add mm-hmm. to that? Let's, let's, let's show the path on how, how we're going to go. So, you know, it's important to know your why, to understand yourself and love yourself anyway. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so often, if we don't have any healthy role models in the beginning, you know, go looking for some mentors. You know, I was born with a, a healthy curiosity and a willing heart. And I swear that has been my saving grace my entire life. But no matter where you are, just as a word of encouragement for all of our listeners today, it's important that you just pick yourself up where you are and get moving. Yeah. Fantastic advice. Um... Yeah, I, I think, as you mentioned, women taking things personally, um, and, and I've done that for many, I did that for many years in my, in, my, uh, in my career, and, you know, the guys would gather, and they'd be in a meeting, and it's like, why, why didn't they include me, or, uh, you know, and then I would speak up, and then, as you and I talked, we react, you know, to that. And uh, then we become the scapegoat. And then we become labeled as like, well, there she goes again, complaining because she wasn't included. So yeah, um, I mean, you are, if I can say you are 65, I am 63. And life is too short to be taking anything personally these days. I, you know, that's the way I look at it. I, I really work hard not to be a victim. And to stay positive, and I saw this quote yesterday, it had something to do with falling in love with living my life. And I thought, mm-hmm. that's beautiful, falling in love mm-hmm. with living my life. And like you, you know, you wake up and you have purpose, you know, you, you have things to do, right? You, you absolutely do. And you look at somebody like Betty White, for example, mm-hmm. there's an example of a woman, bless her heart, living to 99, you know. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what Betty White, she was a comedian. And but not only that, she had purpose. And she said, you know, somebody asked her, what's the purpose of life? What, what, what keeps you going, Betty? And she says, well, two things, I give a lot of money and time to my, my wonderful 
you know, animal charities. Yeah. And then I have a lot of guys with Speedo around my pool. And you have to have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but being of purpose, all kidding aside, you know, if, if something happened in your life in the, in, in the early stages, and you think maybe, you know, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, or you're missing a few stitches, or maybe <laughs> your, you know, your beautiful quilt is missing a big patch, or there's a hole in it, you know, that that's the secret to, to healing and to moving forward, find out how you can turn like a lemon situation in, in, into a lemonade, you know, mm-hmm. that's the best way to go out there and be of service to life where you find it. And I think as women, we are particularly wired to be able to serve in this capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find the best in people, focus on the best in, in people. You know, I often in situations where um, I have an opportunity to be of service. And let's say it's a male dominated um, scenario. For example, let's say I'm in the break room and uh, there's, a, there's a guy that comes in, maybe he's a superior, maybe he's not, but I've got the coffee pot in my hand, you know, I might say to them, you know, hey, may I serve you, you know, and it, it, it like totally deflates the, you know, I'm a feminist, I'm going to burn my bra and then realize, oh, wait a minute, I need that thing. You know? So <laughs> <laughs> might come in handy. That may so. be a good title. <laughs> I think yeah, one of our, com- maybe you and I should do a comedy show. But, yeah. Oh, I, but, you know, it'd be funny. It would be funny. Yeah. Just not taking things too, don't take ourselves too seriously. And yet you want to be focused enough so that you're moving forward on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And this is all, this is all part of what we teach, by the way, in our Trendevity Academy, um, showing people how to take, you know, their daily method of operation and moving it forward on a daily basis. You know, our program is really simple. You serve clients and you help other people, other entrepreneurs start if they don't have an idea for a business plan. You know, it's pretty much that simple. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes removing the clutter and the debris from around all of that is is the work. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you talked about using humor. Um, I have, uh, and I'd like to talk about that for the listeners. I've used humor plenty of times to deflect uh, maybe a gender bias that somebody said, maybe deflect a situation, uh, perhaps make a point and still Mm -hmm. keep things light. Sometimes I think, uh, you know, if you've had past pain in your life and comedians do this, right, they use humor to make light of it or or to cope with uh, past pain. And uh, I think there's a real place for humor in business. What would you say about it? I would say definitely there's a place for humor, but it's like all things. It has to be used appropriately. And I've been notoriously um, open mouth, insert foot and say the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> and it, it's amazing. You can still be successful and yeah. do that. So yeah, don't you can. be afraid to fail. Yeah. Well, and apologize. <laughs> and apo- I apologize very well. Yeah. You know, say, hey, sorry about that. That came out a little weird. Yeah. Let me try that again. Yeah. You know? um, but that's the lightheartedness of it. Um, you know, I, I joke in my early sales, you know, when I was doing sales in my early career, um, I, you know, I'd have a, a potential client say, you know, I'm not interested. And I would sort of quit back and say, you're not interesting. I'm finding you fascinating, you know, <laughs> and I, I was blown away by how, how that actually worked, but I, mm-hmm. it was out of my mouth before I knew I'd even said it the first time. So, yeah. So he's, he's so, told you he's not going to do business with you and you're kind of like, right. Oh, you're not interested. You're not, you're saying I'm not interesting. So it's, sort of making a joke about it and it's lightening it up. Yeah, I think it's what it's you're saying. Lightening it up and saying, hey, you know, you know, we've spent okay. some time together yeah. here. Yeah. So but but all of that comes down with the confidence. You know, you, you get a quiet confidence. And when you ask, you know, men uh what they really love about women, and they love they love confident women. Not arrogant women, not cranky women, but they love confident women. Mm-hmm. Not and all so men. That it, 
Not all men not like a- confident women. Some like well, some like doormats. I'll just say it. Some well, like women do. that go along. But the healthy man that you're after. Yes, that's right. The, <laughs> the, the, the good guys. That, the good guys. Yeah. The good guys that aren't already taken. Yeah. The good guys really. And, and the people who the mentors that you find. And this is what I have found in Michael Nelson is, you know, he, he's been my mentor now for 16 years. And he's mentored many, many hundreds of people, thousands of people worldwide in his business ventures. And I've just had the privilege of, you know, the last 16 years has been you know, phenomenal. I mean, and, and who I'm being and, and sort of the way letting go of the old things that I learned and unlearning things. And, you know, there's, there are days when I feel like I'm such a hot mess that I can't move forward. And then I say, Oh, wait a minute, I can take the next step. So yeah, and then I'll have a good night's sleep. And, and, and I'll be able to get up and move and, and, and keep going, you know, and realize mm-hmm. when you focus on being to service of others, you get taken mm-hmm. care of yourself in the process. You yeah. really do. Yeah. Yeah. And in the time I've known you and worked with you, I've just found you to be a very productive, very responsive, just a very get it done kind of person in a very positive way. And you have a quote you gave me. It, it says, be willing to make one more call, finish one more task, serve one more person. And I thought, oh, that's good. You know, even if you're tired, even if it's like, okay, can I do anything else? You know, and uh, what would you say about that quote? I would say that's really what I live by. And it's especially when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's who we're becoming. That's the real gift. I, I can honestly say that the, the things that I've learned, like, for example, about how business owners think, um, or the things about my own psychology that were either A, getting in my way, or B, were propelling me forward, where I was focusing. Um, most people are doing more things right than wrong. Most people and most women are, you know, they want to move forward. But quite frankly, we're so multitasking that it's hard to get a, It's hard to finish a sentence. And especially if you have small children. Right. I remember the days, you know, when I was working at home um, and uh, with, the, with the kids, the kids were small and I just had to take a nap. So I'd lay down and the kids would play trucks on me and then I'd take a call, you know, I mean, it was like, you just kind of, you have to go with the going, you just, you just have to get going, you know? Yeah. Those I, were the days. I saw something on Instagram the other day where a dad was taking care of the kids and he wanted to take a nap. So he gave them something to draw with and they drew him taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they drew all over him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, but I would um, say, you know, no matter where you are in your career, just get started. If you're tired of limitations, uh, you know, you think there's a glass ceiling, you're tired of the nonsense of interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've learned to, if there's, a, if there's a snarky fellow around and I'll say, oh, you must be having a bad day, you know, like I don't take it on like I used to. And I mm-hmm. used to think, oh, you know, I'm just such a victim of everything. It's exhausting. Right. That it know? has something to do with you when, when it doesn't, it's him, right? Or her, her. Yeah. Well, and it might always be them. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, when do we decide to take it on? But I think as women, we have a particular bias. The bias is internal and it's kind of in the DM. Maybe it's the XY chromosome. Who knows how far back it goes, mm-hmm. but we deal with it. And so for me, Susan, I have to say the most pivotal anchor point is really in any given situation, who am I choosing to be in it right now? That's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I can't change anybody's behavior. But what I can do is I can have my mission, my focus, I can understand my why, I can understand that the more clients that we serve, 
Um, and the more people and women that we help uh, as entrepreneurs to get started, to finally be in a situation where you can own your future, you can have unlimited revenue, mm -hmm. you can you can have uh, the ability to uh, do all the things that you wanted because you've got the financial freedom to do so. That's what gets me up every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Is, and that's yeah. a service. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. yeah. And, and we uh, as women often... I've, I've been, I've done this. I know you have too. We beat ourselves up a lot and, and we just like, we just club ourselves and you say, let go of past failures and learn from mistakes. We only have now, right? We don't have the future. We don't have the past. Live in the now and stop beating ourselves up over things we didn't do right, right? Well, and fail faster. That's the mm. other thing I'm learning how, how to do. And that, that was, you know, these things have not been easy to, you know, I mean, I've been a, kind of a, a, a you know a person with moxie from a very early age yeah, me too. and so it's been hard to kind of you know trust my learn to trust myself and you know it, usually if my intuition is onto something and I think oh you know and that's another thing women have great intuition most women do yeah you know and if you think there's something going on there there's something going yeah. on there but the solution isn't to change that person the solution is to change who you're doing right. and you know move your molecules so that that thing can't even, it goes by you. It doesn't right. even stick on you anymore. Yeah. And so, it yeah. set boundaries, right? Around how yes. you're treated. As you, as you see women starting their careers um, or, or young men, I know you have two sons starting their careers. Let's say they're married, um, single uh, with kids or not. What would you say to them as they begin to navigate their journey, you know, in in the workaday world that, you know, if they're like me, they, they found somebody to pay them to just learn for the first couple of years uh, and then contribute. But, um, uh, you know, I wish somebody had given me some advice early on. What would you say? You know, when I started my career, Susan, I uh, one of the things I did is I worked at at, a, at temp agencies. And I always got paid to learn how to do something. That, that's kind of a nice philosophy when you're getting started. You know, work harder on yourself and always be willing to go through something to learn something. Uh, be naturally curious. Um, I remember uh, one of the early uh, jobs that I took uh, in terms of a temp agency. I was like, wow, this is an ad agency. Man, I thrived in that. You know, it was really great. And so we were part of creating one of the, the first uh, national campaigns for child advocacy in Canada. Who's for kids and who's just kidding? And it was really, I kind of got bitten by the bug of, you know, marketing and advertising and sales. And, you know, I can write slogans all day long. You know, one of our, one of our current clients has a, has a water softener company and is a water softener company. One of their, their all-time, you know, incredible campaigns that we do for digital advertising is, you know, soft as a baby's, you betcha. And that's such a Midwestern thing, but there's a <laughs> baby coming in with a soft thing, you know. But Maybe I even mean, Minneapolis, I, you betcha. <laughs> uh, it is a Minneapolis, you betcha. Yeah, but it works well for the client, you know, sure. so, so figure out in getting started, you know, go find something you're interested in. If you like animals, and you want to be a zoologist, go work at the zoo, you know, um, if you want to, um, you know, build a recurring cash flow business, come see us, you know, mm -hmm. at trendevity.biz. Um, if you've got an idea where, um, you know, one, one of the things you want to do is, is, uh, you know, work in, in senior living, you know, then go volunteer as a, somebody at the, you know, just, just be curious and find mm -hmm. places where mm -hmm. you can make a difference, find places mm -hmm. where you can show up 
learn something. And the greatest thing I ever learned how to say was when somebody says, can you do yada yada? And I'll say, you know, we haven't done that before, but I'm sure we can figure it out. And then go find people that are smarter than you. Right. Yeah. That's one thing that I think. Smarter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that separates some of the women in my podcast with others that are still saying, I've got to know 110% of what I need to know to take on this opportunity when they really don't. Like you say, if I don't know it, I'm going to figure it out. If I don't know it, I'm going to have a team that will help me learn it. I'm smart. I will get it. Take the plunge. Take the uh, take the opportunity and don't, you know, the guys do it. The guys know half of what they need to know to and take the opportunity. We, you know, we tend to under- underestimate how smart we are and our ability to adapt to a new opportunity. So, yeah, you do it. I do it. Well, and here, here's the other thing. We talked about this the other day, Susan, is that, you know, if you've got a situation where you've got the good old boys happening, get to know all of their assistants and their executive mm-hmm. assistants and secretaries yeah. and to get to know the women. Because I'll tell you what, um, it's, it's the women who have the heartbeat of a lot of things. And that is so mm-hmm. true now with entrepreneurship, you know, be the person who asks, how can I get something done instead of why something doesn't work? Don't be the big fish in the small pond, but be the be the small fish in the big pond and be aware of the alligators, we mm-hmm. might add, if you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but study the work habits of those who inspire you and model them. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and fail faster. Trust your process and look for systems to follow instead of reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. And and it's so, you know, there's a lot of creativity and even joy I have found in the space of not knowing the answer. That mm-hmm. was so huge for me to, to learn. I'm, I don't know if I'll ever master that one, but I, I think it's really important to realize there's a lot of creativity in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, be willing to explore that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you guys do, um, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be creative, uh, sometimes a little distracted, ADD, you know, multitasking. And but there are systems that need to be in place and a lot of discipline, right, to to make sure the businesses run well. And that's that perfect combination between what you guys do and entrepreneurs bringing that entrepreneurial spirit, the creativity, the drive, the ambition, the competition, uh, all of that. So, um, yeah, it's it just seems to make a lot of sense. But when uh, when I managed a company, you know, if there was a mistake made, we used to say what happened in our systems and processes that broke down and what do we need to change? In other words, don't beat up the person that made the mistake. What happened that this mistake happened and let's change our systems and processes so it doesn't happen again. Right. Right. And that's, and that when you're building anything, I mean, look at a construction site and they've got piles of dirt and they keep moving this pile over to there and it's a big, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. All of a sudden there's a building there that Mm -hmm. goes up and that all happened because of the groundwork. So Mm -hmm. Those systems and tools and infrastructure are so important on both sides of, of the, you know, both sides of the business owners that we serve. Mm-hmm. For the clients, they need those essential business services to be able to track leads, to send out e-marketing campaigns, to have a process in place that's automated, to, you know, automate some processes that are being currently done on spreadsheets, for example. Mm-hmm. And then on the trendevity.biz side, we provide the tools, the infrastructure, and the support, and the training, and, and really the leveraged business model that's needed uh, so that you can build a business with no capital investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fantastic. all of our tools, and by the way, we use all the services that we sell to our clients yeah. and, and for our, you know, so yeah, that's, that's a- testimonial enough. 
we couldn't yeah. find what we needed, so we built it. We're like, yeah. who's that guy? You know, Victor Kayam. He 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 couldn't find a razor he liked, so he bought the company. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> remember yeah, that? Remember, oh, that's an old. That's an old. Oh my God, we are getting old. Yeah, so I, I, can't know, I know. Yeah. Older but better. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads me to my last question. Uh, it's been delightful to have you here, but um, you say that you are 65 and not planning on retiring anytime soon. You like to work. I am 63 and just retired from my career. So this is doing this passion project now on leadingshe.com. But um, talk about that. I mean, talk about why you like to work and why you don't think you're going to be retiring anytime soon. I think that having a purpose in life, it, you know, it's taken me a while to kind of dig out of my own old beliefs. And I really like where we are right now. I like who I'm still becoming in the process. And I like to live a life of, of sane and happy purpose and, and usefulness. And in order to do that, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who've retired and they're, they're just kind of, they've lost their zest. They've lost their passion for living. And I want to, I just want to keep that going for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're in the business of, of, of supporting leaders and making, making uh, business owners uh, be successful. And I mean, I just love the impact of all of that. Mm -hmm. I love being able to, to show up and to provide uh, the infrastructure and the support and be part of a team globally that is moving this forward in an age where, you know, the two trends that we're focused on are technology and entrepreneurship. For me, like, I feel like I just got up this morning and I'm just getting started. And yeah. I always have that feeling. It's a freshness. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love the yeah. morning. I love the morning. I sometimes yeah. I need a nap later on, but, um, you know, I, you know, I just feel like such creativity and um, focus, you know, in the morning. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I, and I do think that we're at a time in history where, you know, we've got real problems. There are real problems with, you know, 31 you know, percent of businesses closing during COVID, that's about 10 million businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things outside of our control. And yet, our business, you know, grows an average of 37% per year, regardless of pandemics, or who's in political office or whatever. So if we can bring those solutions, people need to feed their families. Mm -hmm. uh, people need to have something that they can do that can have an impact on other people. They need to feel a life of purpose and have meaning. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not about the stuff. I mean, you, you know, how much stuff you look at in a secondhand store and wonder, wow, you know, who let go of that, you know? Yeah. So it's really about who we're becoming in the process. So just, mm -hmm. you know, that anchor point, you know, who can I get up and serve today? Um, I pray to God, you know, that I can just, you know, continue to go until I don't go anymore. And, you know, yeah. my health continues. And, but I do think it brings a happiness and it does bring a sense of health to be involved in a, you know, a purpose-driven life. It mm -hmm. really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I'm doing that in what I call retirement. I don't know if I call it retirement. I'm just living chapter two. <laughs> yeah. I think so, you're just resting up for working for 40 years. That's yeah, what I I'm, I'm telling you, it does seem so. It does seem yeah. so. Well, I look forward to seeing what's yeah. happening next in your chapter. Susan. Well, I'm we've excited. got a few things planned. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, Audrey, it's been great. I just, I just enjoy your company. I like you. And uh, we were cut from the same cloth in so many ways. And uh, just uh, thanks for joining me today. Impressive career and great company. Uh, it's very impressive. So as we close out, uh, Audrey, anything else you want to add? Maybe your website? Yeah, you bet. I'd just like to thank you so much, Susan, for inviting us on here today. And also to every person listening to the podcast, every woman, be encouraged. You know, if you're looking for an opportunity to start and grow a business with no capital investment and you're looking for a blueprint to follow, we can help. So look that up on trendevity.biz. If you are 
an active entrepreneur and you've got a small business and you're you're driving yourself crazy working on spreadsheets, we can help as well. So go to trendevity.com. You know, we're actively looking for entrepreneurs, especially women of all ages and ethnicities in all major cities in the U.S. and Canada. If you have an interest in learning more, please go to trendevity.biz or contact us at our office at 952-222-4024. Get positioned today, start building your life for tomorrow, and we're going to be there to cheer you on and support you every step of the way. Yeah, great. Women entrepreneurs. Women entrepreneurs, go girl. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Audrey. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leading She. Please check out many other Leading She episodes, which are wonderful. We discuss challenges these accomplished women have overcome in their careers. Please subscribe to this podcast and rate it and review it. Follow Leading She on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And visit our website, leadingshe.com, where we have ideas and wisdom for women leaders. 